0: This is a Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 74. This is literally the first time I've had an in-house guest.
1: You do mean literally, don't you? No, literally. No, literally. Literally. It's three syllables, literally. Literally. Four. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now, so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, who plays with his son's toys more than he does, Pat Flynn.
0: Hey, what's up? This is Pat Flynn, and welcome. Thank you so much for being here, and uh, we are not alone. We are here with a really, really good friend of mine who is right here sitting next to me in my office. You may have heard him in the intro. Actually, I'm sure you did. Uh, He is my brother from another mother, Chris Ducker from chrisducker.com. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm doing awesome. Uh, Chris is here in the U.S. from the Philippines
1: on, I don't know, what What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a mission of mercy <laughs> to bring a little bit of the British clout to America. Now, I, I'm, I'm I, yes, business. Uh, I was, we were in town for Portland mm-hmm. for uh, Chris Gillibo's World Domination Summit. Yep. And uh, then we came down here. We did our one-day business breakthrough, which yep. I guess we're going to talk about in a little while. We will. And after this, I'm doing some masterminds in L.A. and New York, and then I'm speaking at the National Speakers Association conference in Philadelphia. Congratulations!
0: Thank you very much. And we we should talk about really quick, um, maybe just a brief overview of what we're going to talk about. I know people will probably want to know about what the whole literal, literally thing is about. Literally, yeah. (laughs) That was just a big running joke between us recently, Um, just the differences between how British people say stuff and how people in the U.S. say stuff. And um, I don't know. It just became a running joke.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, I say aluminium, you say... Aluminum. I say tomato, you say tomato It's ridiculous <laughs> no you're ridiculous
0: <laughs> no I, as you can tell chris and i are really really good friends and i think that this is really going to tie into what we're talking about today um the the imp- the importance of of relationships and on many different levels you know you have the relationship that you have as a blogger as a business owner with your audience your customers your subscribers right and then you have the relationship that you have with other people in your industry and that those are really important um but then beyond that, there's the relationship you have with people in perhaps mastermind groups, people who have the same values as you, who, you know, you're working together and you're going to be there for each other and hold each other accountable. But even beyond the mastermind level, there, there's, there's that sort of top level, really personal, I don't know, I, I, we were trying to figure out a term for this. I, I want to call it, you know, your BFF, right? Your business friend forever. Right. Um, but that's kind of corny.
1: Yeah, and... Yeah, it is. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't sound right. I mean, pe- people have actually said that we have a bromance. Do you know that? I know that. And don't look at me like that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, but, but you're right. I mean, and and, and it is. It's something. Um, you know, it's something more than just business. It's also personal. But it's also about you know being there for each other and and almost holding it. You know, holding each other accountable being that sounding board when you need it mm-hmm. with ideas i mean how many how many hours do you think we've spent on skype in the last 3 years just brainstorming stuff i mean <sighs> hundreds i would think it's got to be close <laughs> to it yeah i mean we we chat with each other every week
0: you know, just to check in, and you know, I do the same thing with my mastermind group, but it's just it's just different when it's one on one with with my buddy, you know, right. and, who who I know is going to be a hundred percent honest with me, who's going to look out for me because he cares about me and my family, and I do about his, him and his too. And there there are a few people who I have this sort of kind of relationship with online, and each and every one of those is is so important um, to the success of of my business and where I'm going and and keeping me uh, going down the right path. And I think of other successful people out there. I mean they all seem to have that one or two people that you know they they just go together you know like i'm thinking of michael hyatt and ken davis i I met them both at the platform conference and they they, you could tell they were buddy buddies and they were joking with each other but that they were also going to be there for each other always and help support each other throughout business Um, i'm also thinking of jd roth from get rich slowly and also uh trent ham from simple dollar they both started their personal finance blogs at the same time around the to you know, mid two thousands, and they both sort of rose to the top together in that industry, and they would always link to each other, and I'm sure they had, um, you know, a really really deep relationship beyond just you know the industry sort of comrades, um, and even beyond mastermind level.
1: And I think you know, it 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 also is important to understand what this kind of relationship is. You don't both have to be in the same industry. You don't have to be in the same bed of roses. You know what I mean? Like because right. we're not. I mean, you know, I'm very much a B2B kind of guy, uh, off you know, definitely, uh, uh, you know, an off the internet sort of guy before, not so much nowadays, I'm more active online now. But a lot of the reason why I am more active online now is because of you and, and the relationship that, you know, we've, you know, built up over the last few years. But, you know, very brick and mortar business owner, three different businesses, mm-hmm. whereas, you're you're the guy you know you're the online dude, and it's I think you know we both bring different kind of uh parameters to that relationship in regards to our backgrounds and our experiences, and that's something we can also bounce off of each other as well and it's important to have that kind of that that difference right
0: yeah definitely and, and thinking about some of the conversations we've had in the past, i mean we've talked about things from what we thought about the name of a certain product we were going to come out with to what direction we should take in our business or, you know, we, and we just understand that when we ask each other a question that we're going to be completely honest and blunt with each other. Um, but at the same time, you know,
1: it's just, it just keeps it fun too. Yeah. I mean, we've both come up with some pretty, Bad ideas and we've both shot them down like immediately. Yeah. Like, like dude, what are you thinking of? <laughs> uh, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and, and you know, we, we did. We just literally, <laughs> I'm going to say the words. Okay. If you want. <laughs> literally, um, we, we had our one day business breakthrough here in San Diego just yesterday, 24 mm-hmm. hours ago. And that was something that came out of you and I just wanting to do something together. We didn't know what exactly. Yeah. Um, and somebody asked me yesterday, actually, one of the attendees asked me. Um, you know, why a live event? Why did you do this? And my, I didn't, you know, didn't have sort of a preconceived, or, you know, a, a predetermined answer for that question. But it, it came to me very naturally when I said that doing something online together, like a product or something like that, didn't feel right for me and for our relationship. Um, and I didn't even really realize that until I was asked that question. What do you think about that? I'm curious because I haven't even discussed this with you.
0: No, we haven't actually. And this is a really interesting question. I mean, there's just something about meeting people in person right. and, and and being able to shake their hand and, and, and look into their eyes and when you're asking them a question or they're asking you a question and give them a true and real answer. I mean, we always talk about how um, close to real life doing a live webinar is you know you can actually have that live interaction with people or video even because you're actually seeing people's faces and you can hear their voice again on video or on a podcast mm-hmm. and, and those are great ways to build relationships to deliver a message to interact with people um, but there's just nothing like doing something in person right? Um, and that, that's why I always recommend to go to conferences I mean and, and, and put yourself in the environment that you're in, uh, or that you want to be in, um, you know, in your industry. I mean, I've just, and it it was hard because I started to go to conferences kind of late in my blogging career, you know, three years after I started, two or three years after I started. um, And I wish I had done it sooner because the moment I stepped into a, a you know, a convention, uh, the first one I went to was Blog World Expo, which is now uh, New Media Expo. Um, You know, I was just surrounded by all these incredible people um on the same level levels me way above me and and even below me and it was just you know the relationships that you that you build not just in the um you know in the business setting but you know outside of the business setting when we're having drinks or sitting down for dinner and just having a chat i mean that's the stuff you can't get in a webinar or in a podcast or in a video you know just the, the after hours type
1: stuff yeah i agree absolutely and that that conference actually was the first time you and i met that face was. to face right yeah and we'd known each other online for about, what, seven or eight months or something before then. And then we met face to face. And I kid you not, the guys guys and girls tuning in right now, we saw each other. And this is sound like, you know, sort of gone with the wind sort of what? stuff. But we saw each other what are you say? from a distance. <laughs> and there was that instant, there's Pat. Oh, there's Chris. And we just went up with, you know. Because we know. knew what each other looked like. Right, exactly. We'd I mean, skyped it's and stuff hard to miss. That. I'm not gonna say it. Right say now. the words, man. <laughs> it's hard to miss what your bright, shiny head. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but mm, but, le- <laughs> but let me but let me say though. I mean, th- there was no sort of you know shaking hands. It was, that, there was like there was a hug right there, like right out of the gate. Yeah, and I, guess- I mean, and
0: that that's something important to, to think about too. Just the kinds of relationships you can build before you even meet in person, right? Um, and if you're an introvert. If you're afraid to go out there and put yourself uh, out there where you're actually talking and conversing with people, um, you're doing yourself a disservice or, you know, you're making it really hard on yourself to build these relationships, which will help you succeed. And just make you feel better as a person. I mean, a lot of my best friends now are people who I originally met online. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. Likewise. Likewise as well. So let's talk about yesterday a little bit. Sure. Uh, yeah, you, threw, you you said one day business breakthrough. A lot of people listening might not know what that is. Yeah. Um, and like Chris was saying, we we both just have been talking forever. And we've always wanted to do to do something together. Um, I learned that Chris was going to come to San Diego uh, after World Domination Summit here in July, and we were like, let's let's do something. And we were like, okay, well, what are we going to do? We, and it
1: started like. Huge, remember? Oh, we're we, we were saying, no, get 250 people and rent a huge conference room and 20 guest speakers. Yeah, yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> we realized then that we needed more than four months to prepare for something like that. Right. Uh, it didn't take too long to shoot down that idea. No, but it's great to think big.
0: And I, oh, you yeah. know, it, it may, might go there eventually. But um, but, you know, thinking about the sort of lean startup model and starting small and just testing. I mean, I've never, I mean, I i knew that we were going to work well together, but when we actually would do something together, I mean, we, it's good
1: that we tested sort of a small environment oh, first. Yeah. I agree. Just to really see what it would be like. And there's something to be said for that small environment. I mean, this entire episode is about you know, having those relationships the, that can further your entrepreneurial right. growth. The close relationships. Correct. Exactly. And I think it's important that, you know, you get out there as a entrepreneur or even a one one entrepreneur. you know, even if you haven't broken away from the shackles of nine to five yet and, and you're still sort of wanting to start and go out there, it's just as important to find that person, that one person that you can connect yourself with and You know, bar anything really horrible happening in the relationship, you'll just be connected with each other for a long, long, long time to make sure that that both of you become successful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Regardless of how that actually happens, it doesn't matter. I mean, one of you could be successful online, the other could be successful, you know, opening up a ton of franchises. It it really doesn't matter. Right. Um, But it's just holding each other accountable and stuff like that. And yesterday, we had 25 fellow entrepreneurs. Uh, at CoMerge with us here in San Diego, yeah, it's a co-working space. Yeah, um, which was great.
0: Yeah, uh, shout out to CoMerge if you're listening. Um, we're definitely going to use that venue again if we do this in San Diego again. Oh, um, without a doubt. But yeah. we we got 25 people in a room. Chris and I at the front just leading this mega mastermind group, and um, you know it wasn't a Pat and Chris show all day. And in fact, a lot of the best information that came out out of the day was from the attendees. So the, the, the way the format worked, and, and, you know, if you wanted to hold your own event, this format worked really well for us. So, you know, feel free to take it and use it for yourself, too, um, if, if you're in an industry where this might be possible for you. Um, Chris and I led the conversation. We started the day at 9 o'clock, you know, just with a brief, you know, sort of getting people fired up and what the day was going to be about. And then we went to every person individually, one by one, for 15 minutes each and we had them just do a one minute sort of elevator pitch to everybody else about what their business was about and what they were trying to accomplish. And that was a great exercise. Right. Because I mean, there wasn't very much time to present. And we had done a grow I think we did a good job of sort of prepping people beforehand and getting people to know each other before the event happened. I mean, the the event was on July twelfth, but the you know the interactions happened for a month or two, even Couple beforehand. Yeah, exactly. What I did actually, and this is this is a great tip for those of you who are holding these small community events. You know, a lot of people start these Facebook groups, which are you know those are great. Um, but I I wanted to sort of get the interaction to be a little bit deeper, and to to you know on a Facebook group it's hard to keep track of uh, uh, of everything people post. So I created a Ning group, a Ning sort of social network uh, for one day business breakthrough attendees and you know i'd send them a link and they'd sign up for their profile and actually i as the sort of um, creator of this ning site i could have people fill out their profile questions so they filled out you know their name where they're from i asked them to share a little cool little like what what your hobbies were what your interests were and then it was what's the business that you want to talk about what's Mm -hmm. the url so it's easily clickable when people view their profile and questions like what are you struggling with w- most what um what do you want to get out of one day business breakthrough and like in a perfect world what would you walk away with
1: yeah i think and i think that last question was the most useful for us as the organizers of the event because we we already knew prior to the event exactly what each of the attendees wanted to achieve by the end of the day right so we were able to um and 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 you know let's backtrack you know after that one minute uh, intro that elevator pitch that they gave us once their turn arrived. Um, you know their website had already been pulled up on the large screen, mm-hmm. so everybody in the room could see what their business looked like online, which was really helpful. Super. Helpful. Um, and it really helped create that conversation flow as well. But we already had our notes on every single attendee already written down. We're only talking like five or six bullet points because we didn't want to, uh, you know, we didn't want to sort of you know have a monopoly on the entire time. We wanted the group we wanted the room to come up with lots of different ideas because nobody's right. got a monopoly on good ideas, yeah. right? So and it just works so well. Oh my gosh, there was so like everybody contributed to everybody else's success. Like I think you, should, I
0: think you should do this, or you know um, somebody, somebody would have an idea and be, what do you guys think of that? And everyone would be like, yeah, totally behind it, or they'd be like, uh, maybe not. And you know you get that immediate feedback on these ideas that people were throwing out with, or the ideas that you and I uh, had, Chris, and and it was just instant, and everybody's face lit up. And we're just so excited about the sort of this,
1: these breakthroughs that people were having. Well, that was the, the whole thing. The whole thing was to have that at least one big breakthrough by the end of the day. And I know that we, we as the organizers helped them achieve that. There was no doubt about it. Do you remember the, the one I, – I can't remember who, who exactly it was now. It was like, do you think I should stop doing that and the entire room just screamed, "Yeah, yeah, right!" I mean, it was like an absolutely <laughs> unanimous decision that they were utterly wasting their time on this one activity that they were doing, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Okay, well, if you say so." <laughs> kind of thing. It was great.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just so cool to to have twenty five other people do that just right then and there to get that immediate feedback. And I, and we're not trying to pitch one day business breakthrough right now i mean i think we're just pitching the idea of the importance of having other people out there to sort of help you and guide you along the way yeah um and you know this may be something we do again in the future and and if we do it's, it, it'd be great um, but i hope those of you who are listening can take away just how important it is to share your ideas with other people and to get that feedback and to not be afraid to get it because it's only going to help you whether it's good or bad it's going to help you i agree um Talking about the Ning site, again, I think uh, just just to reiterate how important that was, not only did it help us understand uh, exactly who was attending, sort of get get us to know who they were beforehand. You know, they put their profile pictures on there. So immediately when we saw them for the first time, we'd be like, hey, what's up, Gary? Like I knew it was Gary because we'd seen his profile picture. I mean it was only 25 people, so it was really easy to – sort of recognize them and, and call them by name right away, which I think helped them feel more comfortable, you know, right off the bat. Um, but but the Ning site was just great because when um, I, requ- I I actually, you know, we required the attendees to um, include a blog post which shared more information about their business and their goals. And what ended up happening was all the other attendees would get notified when new people joined and when they wrote these sort of blog posts they answer these questions. And everybody had, everybody else in the group respond and say wow that's such a good idea or I can't I can't wait to go to the to the business breakthrough and and dive into your site even more because I think I can learn so much from you uh and and speaking of that like I, I I talked to a few people during the lunch breaks um who hadn't had their business you know in the hot seat yet who were like I've already learned so much from reviewing these other people's sites. I've gotten so many good ideas and I hadn't even gone up yet. Right, And that's that was the beauty of it, I think.
1: And, you know, there were there were several things that were a recurring, you know, a recurring point oh, yeah. that well, we wanted to bring up, right? So, you know, it just goes to show you that, you know, there are, you know, running a business online is not as easy as a lot of people think that it actually is. And, you know, you're a big, you know, believer that, you know, you've got to work hard, you've got to put in. And me too. I mean, if you don't hustle, you're not going to get anything. yeah I mean, plain and simple. So, but there were, there were a lot of, or there were at least two or three things that were evident over and over and over again, such as either a lack of an opt-in magnet or an opt-in form. Yeah. Or, you know, there was another one where, you know, sign up for updates kind of thing. You know, these were the sort of things that we were seeing all the time. well tell me why I should sign up for updates. Like, what are you actually going to give me for me giving you the most important piece of information in the world for me, which is my email address? (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that was funny. I think maybe 75% of the businesses that showed up, um, you know, needed help with their opt-in form. I mean, we all want higher conversions, of course. Um, And, you know, most people weren't Really doing a good job of uh, you know really enticing people to sign up for those lists, and and you don't have to give away necessarily an ebook or a course. I mean, those are that's a great way to get people into your email list, but um, you know you can you can give just updates, but you still have to tell people why those updates are important,
1: right? And right. and
0: and the example we brought up was you know for instance uh, Derek Halpern's site, socialtriggers.com. He does a great. I mean, he doesn't give away a lead magnet or an ebook, but the way he phrases what you're going to get when you get those updates um is really good so check out that site if you want you know if you don't necessarily have a lead magnet yet for your email list um a few people didn't have an opt-in form at all or weren't building an email list and some people were doing it
1: doing it correctly i mean there was it was cool because there were so many people on different levels right i was just about to say it was like there were some people that were absolutely crushing it like financially they were making over half a million dollars a year yeah and then there were some guys who were just starting out. Yeah, yeah, and, and I love that. I love that diversity. Yeah, and 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 the people who were crushing it still got a lot
0: out of it because you get twenty four other people's perspectives on things and right. these ideas that
1: would have you know that you could never think of on your own. So which was really cool. The other thing that came out quite a bit was that people's about pages were truly about them rather than about the resource and why people should be reading that page in the first place or why they should you know uh, come back or subscribe or whatever it is it's kind of a you know it's kind of a, a, a attached to the whole opt-in subscribe thing but you know there was a lot of stuff you know welcome to my site I am XYZ I do blah 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 but I, I'm not interested in that I need to know what's in it for me yeah you know what I mean what's in it for
0: your reader first yeah and then tell and then qualify yourself oh,
1: after. yeah yeah, yeah. You got to tell your story. Yeah, everybody loves a story, but I also want to be convinced as to why I should stick around in the first place. Right.
0: Another recurring theme that happened, uh, and hopefully this is useful to those of you listening because you might have these same sort of, um, you know, sort of dilemmas at first, and and you can sort of take action from here. Uh, was the fact that a lot of people's websites didn't portray the sort of core message of that website immediately. You know, right. There was something on the site that mentioned it, maybe on the about page or you know down below, um, but the, the, a lot of the sites, you didn't really understand exactly what they were about right off the bat. Right. And that is so important, especially nowadays when people you know, they spend five seconds on a site, and if it's not what they want right away, or if they don't know it's what they want, they're going to leave.
1: Yeah, I mean, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. No. Never. Never. No, that's just, no literally. <laughs> okay, let's not start that. <laughs> no, but you don't. And you know, I think it's important that uh you know, when you when you're in the process of developing your brand or wanting to build out um you know, your online home for your business that you take this stuff into consideration. It's not just about how great you are and how amazing your widget or your project or your service is, it's it's it truly is about the people that are visiting your site and wanting to do business with you. It sh- the focus should be on them, right? You know,
0: definitely. I mean, so some examples of uh, you know, it's just a lot of people just need to work on their tagline too. And we actually did a couple brainstorming sessions with people who's, that was the major issue, uh, and and the whole group was just throwing out ideas and words <laughs> and
1: you um, couldn't write fast enough, right? No, yeah. On the whiteboards, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. And I think you know. That's, you know, getting back to the core message of this is that the the other thing was not only did I see relationships beginning to be formed right there in that room as the event was going on throughout the course of the day, after that, we had some cocktails and then we had dinner, and you could see the same people that were sat next to each other or close by each other during the day had chosen to sit next to each other at dinner. I don't know whether you noticed yeah, that. no, I did But I certainly did. And it, it was uh, it was great to see those relationships then starting to form. And I was over, not that I was eavesdropping, but I was overhearing people like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's get on the Skype next week and yeah, do this and so do that. so cool. Oh, my God, awesome stuff, right? <laughs> it's, and it just goes to show you, it's just a day. It's one day out of many going forward. And um, you can't put a dollar amount on having... That kind of relationship come out of an event like that? No, seriously. I mean, really. I mean, this day could, and I think it will, change a lot of those people's
0: lives. Um, you know, it may not seem like it right away, but over time, especially from these relationships that have been built, uh, and and I was overhearing some of the same stuff, and I, I and I saw a lot of people who were in similar industries talking with each other and and helping each other out, or people who who had um you know who had um th- there was a couple people who were good at uh, you know, selling and, and pitching. And there were other people who weren't good at that, and that was their issue, who were great at building software and things like that. And they were working together. Um, just incredible.
1: There was a young guy there also that, um, and we're not going to turn this into like a full-blown review of everybody that was there, <laughs> but just to show you the diversity of these kind of groups. Um, You know, there was another young guy there that was that was scared to ask for people's money. Like he was providing a really good service in regards to web marketing, but he was scared to actually ask for people's money. And when he did, and they said, Well, no, can't you do it for free? Or can't you give me a crazy discount? And he'd just say, Well, yeah, okay, no yeah. problem. You know, that's a problem because once you start discounting your services like that, you're you're beginning a very slippery slope. Uh, mm-hmm. You really are. And, you know, I, I, I kind of kicked his butt a little bit, right? And I said, no, you've got to stop doing stuff for free because the moment, you know, you do that in the first place, people are going to start expecting it. Right.
0: I mean, that was a big theme, I think, for, for the day was, you know, a lot of people trying to decipher what to give away for free versus what to actually charge for. And I did see that a lot, not just with that person that I know you're talking about, but with a few people mm-hmm. who were just having a hard time um, wanting to sell something. And when you have something that can change somebody's life or add value to somebody, uh, uh, you know, you have to know that it's worth something and worth charging for. It. Absolutely. You know, you'd you'd actually be doing yourself a
1: disservice. Um, and and yeah, I don't know where I was going. I'm I'm curious. <laughs> I'm curious to know what was the biggest takeaway for you from the event as one of the, as one of the co-organizers. I think the biggest takeaway
0: for me was just how great it was. I mean, there's a bunch. I mean, I don't, I don't. This is a huge question, <laughs> and and I didn't tell you I was going to ask. No, you it. <laughs> thank you. No, no. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway for me was. You know, we put a lot of time and effort into this. It wasn't sort of a thrown together type of thing in a day. Right. It, it, we spent a couple months working on this, and you know, I really wanted to make sure everything went well, that the attendees got all they wanted out of it. Um, but we, but I, first of all, I just want to give a quick shout out to to Jared Easley, who you know volunteered his time to rock star, dude. He, yeah. he, he found the locations. He set up the dinner. Um, he got the lunch together for us. I mean, without Jared, this definitely wouldn't wouldn't have happened. Um, so thank you, jared, if you're if you're listening to this. Um, but I mean, going back to the sort of big thing that I, that I picked up during the day was just you know, how like these 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 breakthroughs that the attendees had and and the relationships that they're building, it wouldn't have happened if we didn't put in all this work right um and and to me, that just is so fulfilling. and i I, I feel like if we didn't do this, like maybe I don't know. I think we really helped people really changed their lives uh yesterday and and you know not not to sort of sound big-headed or anything but but without us putting in this work that wouldn't have happened right and and it was really interesting because after the event um it was it, you know and this always wears me out when people come up and ask me to take a picture with them you know like i'm right. never going to get used to that um it's it's always weird but i mean w- you and i took 25 photos with people Every, all the attendees yeah to, I
1: actually felt like Tom Cruise just for a brief second <laughs> I don't know about you but it was like who asked for tw- I mean we had 25 photos one after the other we didn't move we just stood in the same spot right yeah amazingly gratifying
0: oh absolutely and 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 you know th- this sort of reminds me of what uh, of something that Noah Kagan said in episode 71. Of the Smart Passive Income podcast, I mean, he was for a while doing this whole thing where he was just doing conference after conference after conference, and uh, you know, when you set up these types of things, you're bringing people together, and when you are the person that is organizing these types of things where people can come together, you know, you sort of become the center of it, you know, just as a result of bringing these people together. Right. I think that's sort of what happened here, and and we already have a ton of people who are like, when's the next one? Way more than I even anticipated. Oh, I, I, mean, I, I wasn't even sure if this was just going to be the only time we did this, but I, I think because of, there's just so much interest now um, and well, because it was so gratifying for me, I don't know if, it, I mean, I'm sure it was for no, you too. Absolutely.
1: Well, look, let's not beat around the bush. We we put it on initially because we wanted to do something together, yep. but it very, very quickly became less and less and less about us and more and more and more about the people that were going to be there. Um, and when you've got All these additional people, you know, sending us emails and tweets and Facebook messages and all this was like, when's the next one? I want to go to the next one. I mean, it's hard not to say we should do this again sometime, you know? Right.
0: And, you know, this was a big sort of scary thing for me to do. I mean, to get 25 people to fly in. I mean, some from the UK actually flew in to San Diego.
1: I needed some some British support,
0: that's what it was. Yeah, you got a little bit. (laughs) Um, they made me say aluminum actually, and made me and made fun of me yeah um, but but anyway, it, it was a scary thing for me to do, and I, I think um, you know and I've, I say this all the time when something is a little bit scary that 's how I know that something is worth doing and i 'm really glad I did it, and I think for those of you out there who may be sort of industry leaders, you might want to start thinking about maybe gathering people like this in an environment where you can bring them on, um, you know, fly them in for a day somewhere. And, and just get together and brainstorm, I mean it's just, it's just incredible. I mean it almost, it, it almost just all took care of itself.
1: most people most business people will go to a conference on a yearly basis, right regardless of what industry they're in. The only difference between going to someone else's conference and doing something like this, much smaller, mm-hmm. obviously. but the only real difference is that you're the one that has to put in the work to make it happen you're you know you're still going to get to meet a lot of people in the same industry. You're still going to get to uh, bounce ideas off of people to uh, find out about new products, about new services, new ideas. Um, and I think there's a lot to be said for anybody that's listening like you say that could potentially put something like this together for themselves in their own niche. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that would
0: help your authority and your credibility go up way big. I mean, a lot of people are using... Right now, you know, Amazon Kindle books to sort of help them separate themselves from everybody else in their industry. Put on a live event like this. This is this has been incredible. And you get, I mean, we had Caleb Wodgett come in who um, a lot of you know filmed a lot of the um, stuff in, in my book, Let Go. Uh, he he came in around 3 p.m. and started filming. You know, yeah. just B-roll and then came in and took testimonials afterwards. Um, and I got to listen to a few of them or I was overhearing them when, when they were being filmed. And it was just... It was just incredible, and so if you can have other people in uh, you know in your audience talk about you the same way and you have that video footage i mean that's just
1: that's just that's just worth so much i can't wait to see that that video that he's going to cut yeah he's because he, he, he's awesome anyway right yeah, so once he cuts it together i i can't wait to see it I think it's gonna be great to be able to see what everybody said um it was a great event and i'm totally looking forward to doing it again at some point
0: yeah and and i mean think about that think about putting your own your on your own event and you know just to be completely honest we did make a little bit of
1: money off yeah. of this um, but we're entrepreneurs you know that's what we do but in the same you know the the flip side of that coin is that you know just like when you create a good product or a good service you're going to make money but you're still solving problems yeah For people and that's you know that's like the time honored legacy of business just present a solution to a problem and in in the case of the the one day business breakthrough event the solution to the problem the problem was entrepreneurial loneliness and the solution was getting these people together so that that ends and so they can take their their business journeys up to the next level yeah absolutely
0: okay so we're coming up to you sort of wrapping up here and I want to make sure we, we come around full circle. And I, I, I want to start with, you know, sort of the dangers uh, of being introverted because I think that's the root of, of you know, discovering all the stuff that, that, that's available out there when it comes to relationships and what that can do for your business. So, you know, there's a quote I heard one time. I don't remember who said it, but it's really, it's really interesting. It's the only
1: problem with seeing people you know is that they know you. Boom. See, that's what I'm talking about. Because if that's the case, you never take yourself out of your immediate circle of contacts of people that you know. You can never expand that circle. Right. Right. Like all of those people that came yesterday, they didn't know each other or maybe one or two might have heard of each other or talked to each other once before. But now they've expanded their circle. They 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 know more people now that know them and they wouldn't have met those people if they didn't come along so i think you know what we should do actually and it is a good quote i'd like what what can we do what can we do to break through that that shyness and become less introverted i mean you and i don't have a major issue with this but i'm sure i did oh no you did you're absolutely right you did yes i
0: did i mean especially in high school i was just the type of person who would sit in the back of the class and never raise their hand and i would only wait for people to talk to me before i started to talk to them and i was very awkward in conversation and um you know even when i was in college and i started to sort of become a little bit of an extrovert just because I was around people I knew I was still afraid of talking to other people who I didn't know I was always shy I didn't that's why I didn't go to conferences at first because I didn't want to put myself in that environment um, but you know there were some things I did that I think helped me get over that fear and uh, you know I could back to my my YouTube videos I mean when I started doing that you know I wasn't talking to anybody in person but just Talking to a potential audience on video uh, was was helping out, and at first I didn't even put it in my face. It was it was ScreenFlow or Camtasia, um, you know, recording my screen and talking on my microphone. And the podcast helped too, and I think the podcast interviews helped too. I know a lot of people who have interview shows who. Um, you know, they they were a little bit introverted, and they used the interviews, um, you know, over the
1: podcast to sort of um, practice, I guess, conversations with people they didn't know. Yeah, and not to mention every single person that you interview, your 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 circle of contacts there is growing one by one with every episode. Oh, huge! Right? I, mean,
0: I mean, that that's why Sreeni from Broadcast FM just—I—I I feel like he knows
1: everybody. Right? No, he does. I'm telling you, he does because I can stand in a corridor with that guy. Who's and, and stand there for 15 minutes chatting with him and we'll be interrupted like 20 times. I mean, everybody knows <laughs> him, and he knows everybody. But then, you know, when you've interviewed 300 odd people or whatever it is, uh, it's going to happen. And, and, and he's, he's doing exactly what we've been talking about is getting yourself out there, hanging out with like-minded people and you know, getting to the point where, you know, you're talking about this stuff with not just your friends but also, you know... And those people that you already have relationships with, but other people as well, by extending that circle and, and, you know, becoming friendlier with more and more people.
0: Yeah, I mean, really,
1: you know, a
0: good thing to do, and this is kind of general, you know, just you got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations so that they do become comfortable eventually. right? I I remember Noah Kagan from, again, episode 71. He had this sort of uh, challenge to all the listeners out there. I know some of you already did this. Um, His challenge was, you know, go to Starbucks and just ask for a 10% discount. (laughs) And there was a couple people who were like, I, I did this and I was standing in line and I was sweating and, and the person in front of me like made a mistake on their order so I had to wait even longer and it was just like nerve-wracking and then they did it and it, it felt so good. And I know a lot of people also were like, well, what's the point of this? Um, but I, I think the point is you know, if you, if you are uncomfortable sometimes, you
1: just got to get uncomfortable. And and just because you ask for it doesn't mean you're always going to get it. Right. Because you dared me to do this today when we were at Starbucks, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll totally. tell the story because it's a little amusing. So we're in Starbucks and I go up and I ask for coffee. And then, you know, it's like $8 or whatever it was. And so it's I so I turn around and say, well, can I have a discount, please? <laughs> and um, the 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 girl initially she said, what? I said, well, you know, it's a sunny day. I'm English. I'm here in America. And I, you know, I'd love to, like, you know, have a discount and be really happy today. Is it possible to get a 10% discount? And she said, well, we don't really usually do that. Um, but let me go get my manager. So a manager comes along and I can see them sort of talking for, a, you know, 30 seconds or something on the side first. And then he comes along and he says, so, you know, h- how can I help you? And I said, yes, I'd like to get a discount, please, yes. if it's possible. <laughs> and um, he said, well, we don't do discounts. I said, yeah, but you know, and I, I repeated the whole thing, you know, and I, I, you know, I did my best English Hugh Grant accent to try and impress the guy here in America and, um, it didn't work. And he turned around and he said, well, you know, we, it's great and everything, but we don't do discounts. However, we do do smiles. And I said, well, what do you mean smiles? And he just, his entire face lit up. He showed me 35 teeth and then he said, welcome to the United States of America, sir. <laughs> That was just awesome. That's such a good story. <laughs> Didn't get a discount, but I got a smile and a great story and a cool story to tell to thousands of people tuning in right
0: now. Yeah, hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, big takeaways from this is you know get uncomfortable, put yourselves in, in situations where you're actually meeting people um, because it's gonna, it, you know, it could potentially change your life. And 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 you know, go to conferences, get in a mastermind group. And, and just put yourselves in, situa- in a situation where you get to meet these people who, who are in a similar position as yourself that, that can ultimately build up uh, you know, your business and, 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 and just to help you take things to the next level. You know? And then and, and beyond that, you know, finding that sort of one or two people who you can really connect with, who you can build that you know, beyond-business relationship with, uh, just like with what I have with Chris
1: here. Yeah, and likewise. And let me tell you, it was a pleasure doing that event with you yesterday we have talked about you know doing something together for on and off what the last couple of years or so I'm glad that we didn't do anything up until this point and that it was this particular event and this particular activity that we did together as partners to you know it was awesome man yeah totally it was, and, and, it was great I, I
0: wouldn't have come up with the idea without you um, I wouldn't have probably done it um, like we did yeah. without you so I mean, again, just the importance of having these kinds of people in your
1: life. Um it's it's crazy. It's awesome. And to the twenty five people that came out yesterday, once again, thank you for coming along and spending time with us. It was it was really good to meet you all.
0: Yeah. Absolutely fulfilling for me. Oh wait. <laughs> I didn't know how like, is that the end? Yeah. Um Yeah, no, so so those of you listening out there, <laughs> that was a really
1: awkward if we just ended there and then the music came out. Yeah. Off. That would have been awesome. <laughs> it would have been almost as awesome as your little whispering one. Ah, dude, I get so many tweets.
0: Somebody tweeted today, it was like, I nearly fell off the treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, just listen to episode 68. Anyway, thank you again, Chris, for coming on the SPI podcast, for sitting here in my office and spending time with me and my family while you're here. Um, That's just so awesome. Good luck to you on your presentation at the National Speakers Association in Philadelphia. Um, And for those of you out there,
1: you can find Chris at... ChrisDucker.com. It's very original. It is.
0: You've done a great job with personal branding. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you in episode 75. Um, I don't think there's really going to be any show notes for this one, but, I mean, if you want to go to the blog post and leave a comment, you can go to SmartPassiveIncome.com slash session74, and I'm sure both Chris and I would agree. Uh, We would love to hear from you. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Thanks.